0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 11 for the Eagles trailing by 14. Parsons' pressure. Parsons with the sack. Micah
1: Parsons took on two and got there.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: Mike Tarico with the call this past Sunday Night Football. Micah Parsons and the Cowboys. Great game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And as such, Micah Parsons has extended his lead atop the odds board for Defensive Player of the Year. At BetMGM, well, thought defensive player of the year and coach of the year in this segment. Just so people know, um, we may not have time to touch on defensive and offensive rookie of the year today. Also, like you can't even bet offensive rookie of the year at our show sponsor BetMGM. We'll see if Stroud doesn't play in the game. Like, right, maybe he's out for a while. Maybe it gets interesting. We'll we'll talk about that if and when we get to that scenario next week. Defensive rookie of the year, Jalen Carter is a massive favorite. Had the defensive touchdown on Sunday night. Will Anderson's not 100 percent healthy. The Seahawks defense keeps getting nuked. Carter a minus 500 favor right now at BetMGM, so we'll talk more about those markets, offensive and defensive rookie, next week on the show. Uh, Before we get to defensive player and coach of the year, just as a reminder to our audience watching on Stadium... This is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you want to check out the final hour of the Power Hour, would recommend doing so. We'll have a conversation getting NFL bets for this weekend and for tonight with our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run. And then we'll give you our bets for tonight in the National Hockey League, the NBA, and side total and props for the Chargers and the Raiders on Thursday Night Football. But Jake, bring the music up, and Ken, let's hit Defensive Player of the Year. Micah Parsons now minus 130 to win this award, followed by Miles Garrett at plus 200. Garrett back at practice today for the Cleveland Browns in full. T.J. Watt, 6-1 to one for the Steelers, who has cleared concussion protocol and is in line to start for the Steelers on Saturday on the road at the Indianapolis Colts. Deron Bland, Josh Allen, who won sacked Josh Allen. Uh, Nick Bosa and uh, Daniil Hunter and others behind uh, the top three. But Ken, it feels like this is going to be like these three guys, the ones we're going to talk about all season. Parsons, Garrett, and Watt, your breakdown, please, Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Yeah, just uh, it's, it's not going to change a lot from last week where – I think my argument last week was even if you felt like you had a great read on what was going to happen, like, is there even any money to be made? Cause the prices are so short and you can still be wrong because there's so many games left and the prices have shifted a little bit. Parsons price. He got bet more, more of a favorite. And TJ Watt became less of a favorite, got a concussion and didn't do anything in a game against the Patriots where like, he could have potentially done a lot. He did nothing. And, uh, but I I just feel like we still have no clarity whatsoever. I think The sense I get is that everyone wants Miles Garrett to win, but he got hurt. And he's pretty ineffective the last couple weeks. And if he does nothing, he can't win. And if the team doesn't make the playoffs, which is still possible, or, like, loses a lot down the stretch, he won't win. But I do get the sense that, like, I think everything's pushing in that direction. It's just, he still has to put up the sacks and has to put up the results. And as that becomes less and less likely to happen, it increases the likelihood that one of two other players will win. Now, why is Parsons like this price and Watts that price uh, team success? Uh, the Steelers blew their opportunity to make the playoffs probably already. Maybe they get back on track and they be in Indianapolis, but like an eight and nine Steelers team isn't giving you a defensive player of the year when the guys won already. So Parsons is almost the process of elimination winner. When you like, when Garrett's hurt and Watt loses a lot, when that happens so that's why his price is so short um but in terms of like do i have like a like is there a great bet here i mean you're just like projecting individual game performance for four weeks for three guys all who have a ton of sacks and one of them's hurt and one of them just cleared concussion protocol and the other one who's the favorite is like the least uh accomplished of the three statistically there's the fewest sacks parsons so it's like do we feel like I feel like we get nowhere here honestly in terms of like a betting discussion like you could make a case that you should bet Watt right now because like he's leading them in sacks he's ahead of the other two (laughs) and he just had a concussion and it wasn't but like he's ahead from a sack standpoint maybe not a perception standpoint and like if you like the Steelers on Saturday or you think they're gonna like turn this around then he's probably more likely to win than this price because it's probably just a three-player race and all of them can still win. But uh, I don't, it's the same thing. Like, even if I had some super smart take or like, I really think it's this guy, I just feel like there's so little to do. here. Like it's, yeah, like the market has always had it, these three guys in some order. The price shifts are really minor except I guess what up is like a little more major than what we normally see and so there's like not a lot to do like even if you got it right it's like who cares and it's like and even if you got it right you'd have to dodge the other two for four weeks when you bet right now like it just I don't know it seems like a waste of time honestly I'm fascinated to see who wins because I think it could be any of the three Um, you know I, I just I don't think there's a lot to do here unfortunately.
1: All right, well, I think there probably will be more to do in the, or maybe, maybe not, in the coach of the year market here. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Thursday. Uh, There are three names atop the board right now at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks for coach of the year. Uh, Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryans, Mike McDaniel, all at plus 325. Shane Steichen, batting cleanup, is uh, 7-1. to Sean Payton, hashtag our guy, at 9-1. to Kyle Shanahan, 10. Kevin Stefanski, 12. John Hireball. John Harbaugh 22. Uh Zach Taylor. It was all of a sudden feels like he's like semi viable now with like with Jake Browning playing so well. Zach Taylor's 25, Mike McCarthy 25, Matt LaFleur 28. I I chose to draw the line there Ken, but if there's anyone else like further down the board that tickles your fancy, please uh bring him up obviously. Um any bets to be made? Analysis please of the betting market for coach of the year.
0: Yeah, we uh we weren't sure this one was going to be interesting. We've talked about this like four or five times this week already because it's that interesting. Um, typically, this award about 80 90% of the time is won by a coach who takes over a team that's not very good. The expectations are pretty low, and he exceeds those expectations. And then a very small percentage of the time, it's won by a coach of a team who has an absolutely unbelievable season, just like breaks through all barrier, one seed, sets a wins record, like breaks all kinds of NFL records, make- makes history, and that guy will win instead of the improvement guy okay what i think is becoming really clear this year at least to me and i just all this is just my opinion like i don't have to be right excuse me i don't have to be right uh there's not a great team this year doesn't exist uh you can argue the niners and that's great if the niners won out It would represent, I think, a one game improvement over what they did last year. And they did it last year with Brock Purdy, who had never played and was like, had played Kansas the week before. So, like, that was way more impressive than this. Shanahan didn't win that either. He was a finalist and he came in second to Brian Dable. So, like, this one's going to get it for him. I think, I honestly think there's like no chance he wins. And I'm betting it that way for that reason. Like, you can be like, well, they're like an awesome team. Great. Last year was so much more impressive. And he lost to a guy who won like nine games. So, like, now this year he's going to win. Why? There's there's way more Brian Dable candidates this year. There was only one last year, Brian Dable, and he won. Uh, and the candidates this year are you know, like almost more compelling, honestly. So I think I don't. There's no great team coach. McDaniel and Campbell were always interesting, and they were always guys I was trying to fade, but wasn't sure I could actually like get around because they just kept winning. They kept winning games and winning games and winning games, and they seemed like they were going to be the great team coach. It was like okay it's maybe it's not the niners maybe it's not the eagles maybe it's not the chiefs maybe it's not the bills but like man if these guys go like 15 and two they're the great team coach and they were like two of the favorites to start the year and we always kept doing this thing where it's like well if they have this record starts to get interesting or if dan campbell loses this many games it starts to get but it was never interesting like ever basically uh and now it's insanely interesting because both guys lost and when they both lost it essentially guarantees they're not a great team coach. They're not. If the Dolphins went out, they're 13 and 4. If the Lions went out, they're 13 and 4. That's the best case scenario. Ask yourself look at both team's schedule. Ask yourself the likelihood that both teams win four games in a row. And look at Miami's injury report and then answer that question. They're both at least losing one, maybe two more times. I only need one for my argument to be true. I, in order for them to win i said it has to be at least a four game improvement from the year before like every coach of the year winner basically ever demonstrates that and if they lose even one more time neither of them will have a four game improvement from the like i actually think they're both totally done totally done so now the market's interesting to me you get two guys who are totally done it's two of the three favorites the other guy who's the favorite is one of the three improvement coaches and these are the three guys who i think are i think your winner comes from this group. 90 to 95 percent of the time something like that uh barring some kind of crazy four weeks where like maybe it's a Stefanski or it's some a narrative I don't see coming a McCarthy whatever I'll keep a little bit of a window door open whatever for that outcome maybe 10 percent, 15 percent otherwise it's going to be hey guess what the improvement coaches you know the guys who win every year you know those guys uh and they are in no particular order D'Amico Ryan Sean Payton and Shane Steichen uh you're going to get the winner from that and it's literally going to be two-part thing uh if one of them makes the playoffs and they're all co- in the same conference and they're all competing for a, a wild card spot who or, or maybe the division we'll see uh, in the afc south case does one of them make the playoffs and the other two don't that guy wins no question not even close that guy wins the other two don't uh if multiple make the playoff who do you think subjectively voters would prefer one over the other? That's not a question I can answer. I have an opinion on it, but like can't answer that question. But that's definitely something to be thinking about. Um, and then, do you want to bet anything in this market as a result of that? We've crossed every name but three. Like the, the I think the winner is one of those three. A lot. The prices are basically like three fifty seven. And then honestly, the best price on Peyton now was like fourteen. So go find that. Um, like I just, you know, you can you can kind of figure this out in a way where you can enter the market and bet right now i you can't really bet all three and make a lot of money so that's a little problematic because ryan's takes up like a lot of that position if you choose to add them um i think you can be i think you might be pretty good going big on the other two at this point like if you have nothing in the market now i'm all i'm all over the place here i got other candidates i've been betting like a lot throughout but if you got nothing and you bet steichen and you bet Peyton you are definitely winning more often than the combination of those two prices. Definitely. And here's the really crazy part. Steichen's like a pick home against the Steelers this week. Peyton, you might be like, well, he's going to lose to the lions. I pray that happens. The three games after they play the lions, you can look at them, try to argue. It's not win, win, win. It's like new England, Vegas, and the chargers, not in that order. They play the Raiders at the end of the season, like win, win, win. He's in the playoffs they don't have to win like he's but i actually kind of hope they lose because i hope some book puts up like a hundred to one on him for coach of the year after they lose the lions and i'll bet i'll try to win a million dollars on it honestly because like they're gonna go win 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 and i don't trust the colts or texans to win a bunch of games down the stretch so i think the winners from those three you can subjectively figure out between those three like i don't even like almost forget what i think of the three ask yourself okay like If they itself, if they two make the playoffs, if it's Ryan's and Peyton, if it's Steichen and Peyton, if it's the other two, like, who do you think would get votes in that situation? I don't have the answer to that one. But if you can solve that, that's your guy. Honestly, like who wins the three way tiebreaker? Do you think one is more likely to make the playoffs than the other two? Uh, I think your winner almost certainly comes from that group and answering that question might lead you to make some valuable bets. And this is a really good week to bet into it.
1: And it doesn't I just. I want, it doesn't matter that Peyton's won the award previously for this so long ago. Also, zero point zero percent.
0: Yeah,
1: cool. All right. Uh, yeah. I, well, I have I have bets on both Sean Payton and Shane Steichen. So let's let's go, baby. And also, uh, let's go Titans on Sunday. Also, I might bet the Texans. So maybe maybe Titans win the game by like one, two, or three. I think would be really or nice. Plus the points, if you're
0: watching this, you get a coach of the year. Yeah. Middle. Yeah.
1: If you're watching the show, but we missed it on Monday night, by the way, with the Packers and Giants. Twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour of the show.